You're listening to the Propane Fitness Podcast, your ultimate resource for fat loss and muscle gain with none of the gimmicks. With your hosts, Yusuf and Johnny. Simple rules, dramatic results. So I, I wrote something last year on psychedelics. So the drugs such as LSD, psilocybin, mm-hmm. magic mushrooms, that kind of thing, and their effect on mental health. Mm-hmm. And um, so anxiety and depression and so on. And there does appear to be some improvement in people with these drugs and they think it's a, it, it's specifically a psychotherapeutic benefit rather than a pharmacological benefit mm-hmm. in that it's allowing unconscious structures in somebody's mind or mind body continuum if you want to call it that mm-hmm. to come up and to be released um but the the danger along uh, with that with that route or, or anything i suppose that would accelerate this emotional catharsis is that if it's something that somebody isn't willing or, or ready to, to confront and it kind of gets stuck on the way out, yeah. it'll manifest as some... And this, again, we I discussed this in the podcast about Stan Groff and the holotropic breathwork, which is um, a similar thing, you know, entering mm-hmm. a psychedelic mm-hmm. state. Um, and he says, you know, it, sometimes you will medicate somebody with things to... The, 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 the Western medicine approaches, if someone has anxiety or PTSD or whatever, you, you'll medicate them to... <coughs> tranquilize and sedate that uh, those symptoms to keep them in the unconscious because functionally to try and deal with it might be too much for the person at, at the time. Yeah. Um, so I think what I what I really like about yoga is that it does seem to it still addresses those issues, but at a reasonable rate to be able to work with. Yeah. Especially if if you have a good teacher that can. Yeah, yeah, you. no, I'd agree, and it going beyond a good teacher. I think the sequence in in forest yoga is is is. It's plans to, you know, like we say, you have the ab sequence at the start, gets everybody heated up, gets some energy moving around. Then we can, you know, if it's a hip class, we start going deeper and progressively deeper into the hips. You open them up superficially first and then you go deeper and deeper. And I don't know why, but for a lot of guys, Pigeon, for instance, you, you all, you've all felt that when you go into that pose. And it's, like it's at the end of the, you know, you're towards the end of a class. You've been working really hard. You're sweating. Then you go into these really deep hip poses. And if you do, you feel stuff start to surface. And yeah, you might push it back down, you might fight it or whatever, but it's there and it, it is, it's that link between mind and body. And it, it is, a, it's, it's, a, it's a framework that's linked. So can you take us through a practical example or some, some way that someone can start exploring this for themselves? Yeah, I, so Gateway to Forest Yoga, read Anna's book if you want to know what it's about. Go on Kodiak. And, and have a look at it's, it's some of her stuff on there. There's some great sequences on there. Find a local forest yoga teacher in your area. You can get them on the forest yoga website. There's a listing of, of everyone worldwide where they're based. Oh, and get along to a class yeah. and try mm. it. I think, I think Get along to more than one class yeah. as well. Yeah, try a few out. Yeah, yeah, we've yeah. We've just got lucky that we've managed to find... Mr. Forest in, in Newcastle. <laughs> <laughs> um, Funny enough that Newcastle in the UK, Newcastle's probably got the highest number of, of forest yoga teachers. Really? Really? Yeah, so J- Jambo, who, who, who's now moved down to London and who's trained and mentored me, he, he built this whole forest yoga community in Newcastle. Mm-hmm. And, and, and he's left now to go traveling and do workshops and trainings all over the world. But there's there's now a good core of forest yoga teachers in Newcastle. I used to go to Conrad's classes. Conrad, yeah, yeah, yeah. Conrad's great. He's been teaching a lot. He's probably the the most senior, experience wise forest yoga teacher in Newcastle. I definitely recommend getting to Conrad's classes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if if you're in Newcastle, got quite a few listeners in Newcastle for some reason. <laughs> um, that's uh, so yoga therapies in Heaton. 
is where Robin teaches. Mm. Uh, and there's also the Conrad classes are in Jesmond. Methodist Church. He does a hot forest yoga class in Gosforth as well. Um, forest yoga is designed to be taught in a hot room, which you guys haven't experienced it at its optimum temperature, but pretty, you can really imagine pretty it. It's pretty hot. It's pretty no, hot. No, that's, I mean, yeah. Pretty, yeah, they're, they're, pretty, pretty, pretty hot. Because I, I am boiling when I do it. Yeah. Okay, is so it your, your ideal temperature is about grey. Do you? Coming, yeah, because I know that if I wear grey, I'm going to look like a... <laughs> Right. I always want to go tops off, but I don't think that's No, tops off's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, that's the thing. No one else does. So you think, well, I'm just going to be the, the knobhead who's Okay. Like... Do, you want me to, do you want me to invite everyone if, who wants to take the top off? <laughs> I can do that. It's fine. Oh, yes. Yeah, so forest yoga is designed, if the if the room permits, to be taught in a studio that's, I believe, about 30, 32 degrees C. Yeah. What do, you think, what do you think the one is that we do it in at the moment? It must at least be 20 because it feels... It's going to be, yeah, it's going to be about 24. Or when it gets hot, I'd say. How much is sauna? 40, 50 degrees? Mm. I think it's closer to 60. Yeah. And yeah, you, if, if you go to a proper hot forest class, you'll walk, as soon as you walk in the room and sit down and breathe, you're sweating. It's like a repressor. It's quite a dense atmosphere when is there you walk a reason, in. Is there a reason for the heat? Other than maybe a bit better mobility, I suppose. Yeah, it's, I'll be honest. When So on the on the forest training, the 28-day one, that was done in a, in a heated room. And I'm talking... There are there are puddles on the floor. I mean, I think I sweat more than anyone in that training, but there would just be a, a pool on my whole mat that you could go swimming in. Yeah. It, it, by the end of it, there's just a constant rain of water coming yeah. off my body, yeah. and that that just get because you're pushing yourself so so hard. And yeah. it, but I, I find you, you you're getting deeper into these areas in your body, and that you're processing more of them, the psychological and the emotional stuff. And I definitely think one facil- facilitates the other. I'm really interested in digging more into this transformation that you've had. Oh, yeah, yeah. Honestly, any, anyone who knows me that physically don't recognise me, personality. Not that they don't recognise me. I'm still I'm still me. I'm the me that was always in there. But they, I'd put so many barriers in front of me that, yeah, now it's, it's, it's liberating. Honestly, it's so liberating for work, relationships, friendships, um, as a parent like totally totally different so you mentioned it was nine roughly nine months yeah it was it was july last year so what what sort of workload are we talking about like i imagine we're so yeah, a to, lot of yoga here oh uh, what work for yoga well if you if it's i'm, I'm assuming the yoga facilitate the transformation yeah yeah so the, the 28 day training broke a lot of my old behavior patterns it helped me identify why i had those behavior patterns what my old stories and, and traumas that they were linked to were and then it allows you to walk away from them essentially if you're ready to and, and it doesn't happen overnight mm-hmm. and and you, you you make a few steps forward then you go back to your old patterns but each time you become more aware and you just keep going with it keep going deeper in your practice and and it, and it comes and it, it the transformation comes and I, it, it it sounds like okay yeah you know i must be doing a lot of work on transformation outside of yoga yeah that's true but the yoga is what's unlocked the ability and the awareness in me that I can identify where I need to change. And that, so that that's was kind of, the yoga was kind of sort of the diamond tip on the end of the drill, so to speak. Like that was what delivered the yeah. what delivered the transformation. It, yeah, it, well, yeah. So diamond tip on a drill, it did. It broke that shell. It broke. It broke all the barriers that I put put in front of me being the the best me I can be. You know, mm-hmm. my wiser self. Mm-hmm. And and and. I really feel I'm only now really starting to step into that power, mm-hmm. and and then it, it opens up in the opportunities with work as well. You know, like I like my teaching changes as I process myself, <clears throat> and I put more of my personality into it and less of my old ways, and my teaching develops, and then that attracts more people, and mm-hmm. 
And, and this is the thing with, with, with how I teach forest yoga. I teach my own path, my own journey. So when we do intense at the start of the, what we're going to work with at the start of the class, that is what I've been working through maybe that week or that day, or it might be some old stuff from my I've class, but I teach it often. that the, the, the classes are very timely. Yeah, like yeah, did, okay, yeah. Straight after they New Year. They resonate with you, yeah. Um, straight after New Year, this is a time of change. This is a time where we're going to think about what's coming forward. Yeah. And then... The you, party was community-themed as well, which was really nice. No, yeah, 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 yeah. The party. yeah. That was a good one, yeah. Um, yeah, the, the intense always thing, and see, I'll, I'll sometimes change up the intent, the sequence, maybe an hour before the class sometimes, because the authenticity has to be there. So it's no good me turning up. If, if I've had a, a really hard emotional day, you know, whatever's going on in my life outside of, of, of my practice and my teaching, if I come in with an intent of, you know, finding pleasure in your practice and all this and give, take you guys through, uh, a, you know, a sequence that's based around that, you won't feel it because inside I'm, you I might be in fucking turmoil. Yeah. So if I, if, if I feel like that, then I'll come in and teach you guys about vulnerability. And, and, and that sort of thing. I'll, I'll always link it to what's going on inside me on the day. And what you tend to find is people resonate with it though. People people tend to come into the classroom that afterwards they'll say, that's just what I needed. I, I linked to that today. So I think authenticity breeds authenticity mm. in the students who turn up. There was one you did a few uh, around New Year where you said it was, uh, I'll get this right, expressing, expressing your deepest self or like yeah, expressing a message yeah can yeah. you remember what it was yeah it was about being seen i believe it was about it was about showing yourself to the world whatever your gifts or talents are and putting them out there and and seeing how people respond to that in your life that's it i think yeah and i mean i often find especially in i think i sank you guys in that yeah you did exactly well, yeah like so like, I, you know i mean you talk about me te- like nine months ago never been able to talk in front of a room for, for people never mind teach something and then yeah, yeah, i just went fuck it i want to sing but the thing is i really liked that because i i definitely and it does resonate you know with with our writing and podcasts and things we do find we have to censor ourselves a little bit yeah. and, and to be able to express more authentically something that everyone but people respond to, to it to. as well because everybody has that desire to, you know, if you can lead by example and move your own resistance out of the way, you encourage your students to do the same in their practice mm-hmm. and it helps everybody get that layer deeper. It often gets a very polarised response, I think. Like the more oh yeah, people either are, run you out get room, more of a, yeah. much more of a, a very strict, quite vocal divide yeah. on either sides. And I think some people, even just being more open with yourself, some people are like, oh... <laughs> Like I, I want nothing to do with that, and some people. Mm-hmm. Oh, I came oh, here to stretch, not something really <laughs> through. Like, yeah, it's just. Whereas but, if you say something neutral, and I'll be honest, almost... you guys get you guys get the the censored version of Forest Jordan. Really? It's a beginner yeah. 60, 60 minute sequence. Yeah, if you go to like a proper two and a half hour workshop, like because there's there's so Anna's brought in uh, um, a native people's spiritual side of it started off as native native american and has also brought in some native aboriginal australian ceremony into the practice and there's drumming and chanting and stuff like this and oh you're going in deep here, yeah right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> honestly yeah, I, mean, I might break out the drum one day but yeah, <laughs> but yeah like I, I remember at first when i first got in that i had so much internal resistance i just wanted to run out the room like you know what is this but then you you realize you realize that actually what you're dealing with is your own resistance to what's in front Mm. of you and the work's to do on yourself it's not because it's really out there and weird it is out there and weird but it's your own resistance to it and that's what ties into what you do in the rest of the forest yoga practice it's a it's a really like dense experience of 60 minutes i find yeah yeah yeah. it goes it goes incredibly slowly yeah during the the class i find 
Yeah. Um, that you, I guess, being inevitably being present. Yeah. Is is gonna mean that you maximize the sensation of any one any one second. Yeah. And then times that by. But yeah, I definitely minutes. notice like uh, you come in as you sort of saying like you think you still it's almost like um. When you leave a nightclub. Chris will be familiar. That was exactly that was exactly yeah. what I was gonna say. Like I was gonna say that when you hit a tuning fork. Yeah. Yeah. And then it just starts it, to it starts to drop dissipate. off. Like you're in a nightclub, it's really loud and you leave and you're like, Oh god. Yeah, it's that and spaced it, out for you. Yeah. Like, Coming out of the yeah. sauna. We call it like yoga stones, you do yeah. Yoga stones. Yeah, if you I'll tell you one <laughs> one you know, a bit of evidence for it is if you check the the, the, the lost and found property at a yoga studio. Umbrellas, <laughs> <laughs> jackets, shoes, they yeah. walk out yeah. 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 I just gotta find my car. If I can just get the car. Yeah, <laughs> I mean I've, I've had times where I've come out and you know, after like a two, two and a half hour practice, you're on another level. Like there should mm. you should have like a decompression room. Yeah, just before you go out in the real I've walked out and you got across the road and there's like cars with like, whoa, you know. It's amazing that there's so much like from the outside perspective it's it's a class of stretching yeah mm. so stretching much, and breathing yeah mm. there's so much like, depth and nuance in it mm-hmm. what do you uh, so let's say you you have a two and a half hour class and you you've generated a lot of mm. uh, a, a lot of um i don't know what you openness and energy mm-hmm. that comes up from that how do you capitalize on that is that something that because i often feel like am i just temporarily generating a state and then returning to baseline or is there something that you can do in terms of processing yeah okay stuff? yeah I, I, this is why we always set an intent at the start of forest yoga practice and the idea is after your practice or during it and it may come right after it may come days after it's about connecting the dots of your own story your own patterns and that I, I find after a yoga practice you get realizations and lessons just come to you and they, they, they come out of nowhere and they just make sense and because you this is the thing with yoga you, you're you're learning to listen to your own body, to the subtleties of your own body, and, and that helps you work out the subtleties that are, that are at play in your mind as well. And you start being able to catch your own bullshit almost, and it, it's about connecting the dots. And that, that's why you've heard me in Forest Yoga say that what I'm teaching you on the mat is to take the lessons off the mat. Yeah. And that, that's what we're getting So this is done there. consciously? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. I think it's very easy. You come out of the closet, that was great, and then straight back into emails. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I feel yeah. so relaxed. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'd, I'd said the, the first one that I did, um, because it's on a Thursday, and we run a club night on a Thursday, mm-hmm. I wind myself down at yoga, and then two hours later, I have to stand on the front door of a club oh, with Dorman shouting at me and so students. Which is one of the most like. How do you find that? that it, it was it was weird the first time, the first first time that I did it because I wasn't ready. Yeah. And I'd got myself just super chilled, like really really good, really good headspace, and then came back and it was like watching a TV show of the club night yeah. in front of me because I just totally wasn't there. Yeah. Wasn't. I guess kind of wasn't in the moment, but I was with it still maybe a bit internalized, maybe yeah. still within myself, within my body. Yeah. And um and then now I just need to I need to kind of wind myself back up a little bit before I go to work and I'm like, right, cool, I need to crack mm-hmm. on, I need to get my game face on and do what I need to do. Um but I've actually avoided now um working Thursdays as much. So you give yourself that decompression. Just because yeah, because the the opportunity for me is to go home. I know that at five forty five I leave the office, mm. six o'clock I'm at Robin's class. Seven o'clock, I can go home. I can have some food, and I will get the best night's sleep of the week. Yeah, probably then ready for a big weekend. Yeah, weekends of work and whatever it is. But it felt a little bit to me like, um, like that the tuning fork thing again. Mm-hmm. The opportunity to benefit from what I felt in the class was getting dissipated more quickly mm-hmm. 
by acutely shooting myself, spiking myself right back up to yeah, mate, mate, I'm on guest list. Can you? Just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's almost like what what we would call like a self care routine. Really, is like you know, you're saying to yourself that actually I am I am worth enough to to not step back into that environment to take the time to decompress. You know, have a cup of herbal tea or whatever. I always um, I always like when you say um you say stuff in the class about sort of thank yourself for taking this time out yeah it's that self that learning of self-love yeah and even if you don't like any of the things uh, you know the mm. deepest deepest dark darkest depths of depression if you've taken an hour out of your day to go and do yoga yeah you've done that for yourself yeah mm. and that's a a pretty um sort of surefire i have made a dedication for myself i've yeah. done something that i deserve and so on and so forth 100 percent. and it's a good way of driving that positivity yeah so if you if you were someone like if you were at our stage of yoga or yeah, which basically, I was only a, I was only what two years ago. So. Basically noobs. That's crazy. Yeah. What yeah. what would you suggest is an appropriate training schedule? Yeah, you this know, is what I've been wanting. To okay, yeah, yeah. So like, I mean, how much yoga do I need to do to become you? All right, so <laughs> sign up for my uh, <laughs> <laughs> my twenty eight day training, yeah. my one thousand day. It's really nine a day. <laughs> Yeah, so when I when I started, which wasn't that long ago, so I, I would just go to one class a week, and 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 I would feel stuff going on that I hadn't felt before, and it would be enough to make me think, okay, there's something in this, and it would make me want to take it a step further. I'd start going to some workshops because within Forest Yoga, there's some there's some real high level teachers who do travel around the country a lot of them come to Newcastle, and I would recommend anyone to get to some, you know, the next level is you know if you go into the odd class, going to maybe a two day or a four day intensive where you're going in going in. Day after day, and you do a the best. What, I mean, the best training I know coming one week. Well, we me and Yusuf are going, mate. So oh, yeah, we, we, we've, been, we've been trying to organise a trip to Iceland or something, but actually, okay. let's do a two-day intensive. Yeah. yeah, is there? Do you know of any honor coming up over Easter? We need to have a look. Yeah. I reckon I the, the big one, do. which we'll do, we over can, Easter. That's the reason that we've chosen it, mate. Why do you think we? Why do you think Yusuf's pushing so hard for it? I would say the, the the biggest one I would recommend you guys go on, especially Yusuf, because you're getting into the whole massage bodywork side of things, is Jambo and Brian Campbell do a 10-day yoga bodywork training down in London so in November. You keep mentioning bodywork. What's bodywork? Yeah, okay. So you guys have seen... It's an extension of the yoga practice. Well, what one feeds the other, I would say. So it's it's not massage. It's beyond massage. It is... My personal bodywork journey started off with a framework in Thai yoga massage. And then you start learning these myofascial release techniques and muscle testing and bits of body psychotherapy coming. So it's, as you, do, as you go through your journey on, on massage and working with people's bodies, you just start bringing in bits from everywhere into a fusion that works. And you just put it under an umbrella. So would it kind of be, weight. I guess, a cross between massage and assisted stretching? Would that be? A... Yeah, probably. Um, and and adding some body psychotherapy, probably. Um, and that that yeah, that might be a, a reasonable description of it. But it can go in loads of different ways as different well. Routes. Yeah, but it, it ties in in a workshop environment, in a bodywork training environment, where Jambo and Brian put it all together and weave it into this this transformational healing journeys. You'll start off with some of the ceremonial stuff. Then you'll go into maybe a two and a half hour forest yoga intensive. Have you guys done a two and a half hour intensive? I did before? a one. Yeah. I did a one. Is it a one forty five or a two hour with Chris on a Friday? Okay, yeah. Did yeah. you practice? Yeah. I did that and I said I can't remember who I said it to. See, I've been to one of Chris's 
I've been to. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, bit, uh, uh, I, had, I had that one, I had that one, one, and then I had I had that Friday with him, um, and that I just had a really really bad Friday, and I was like, I don't want to go to the gym. Yeah. I need to go do something. Right, I'm going to go to yoga. I had a look. Oh, there's a class on. Yeah. One hour forty five is significantly longer in the like in terms of how taxing it is. Yeah. Yeah. It really. You take it to two and a half hours with with with, with Jamo and Brian. Honestly, it's yeah, 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 yeah. We yeah. did. We've done the later one. Or was there with you? Yeah. We've done the one that's after your class before. Oh, yeah. Was okay. an I, yeah, that's an hour and a half. I did the one yeah. before, and then you came in afterwards. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. But yeah, two and a half hours of yoga in the morning, and then in the afternoon, everyone just partners up and, and, and takes the same principles we've been talking about throughout this whole podcast of the, the emotional, physical, different layers of release you get into, taking that, partnering up with somebody, and, and getting into these muscles and, and really fast forwarding that process. Wow. That is body work and you get That's the crazy. same That's you get the same level of processing. You can imagine it's like, okay, you imagine you're in pigeon and yeah. then you you know, you, you you've got something going on in your hip and then someone's in there with thumbs or elbows or whatever and they're yeah. holding space for you as well. They're not just yeah. trying to dig something out of you. Yeah. They're helping you bring up and it's not release. surgery, it's uh... <laughs> no, some people this is the thing we talked about it before. Some people just you know, they'll go in and They'll, they'll just dig around, around in there. Yeah, yeah. it's not about that. You just put your hands on someone and breathe with them. Again, yeah, this is where it's different to other massages. The practitioner, a good practitioner, will put their hands on you and just breathe with you and sink with you to start with. It's not just, where, it's not just pushing and pulling levers. That. Yeah, it's really connecting with the body that's in front of you and reading their story yeah. and working with that and helping guide them through this process. I'm um, for June last year, I went mm-hmm. to Thailand. And in the build-up to that, I went and ended up spending a lot of time in Thai boxing gyms. Mm-hmm. This year, I went up Bali. Yeah. And obviously, the, it, it would appear that everyone who goes out there can crack out some fantastic yoga yeah. while they're there. In the same way that I had to condition myself to be able to go and fight in Thailand for ages, I'm going to have to really sort of step my practice up, I think. It, like that one hour 45 with Chris like wrecked me yeah absolutely wrecked me you'll have the heat um, as well in, in it, Bali so uh, you got it up I'd, I'd really I haven't yeah. looked at enough okay. enough of it yet but yeah um, if that's the case I'm going to have to do an awful lot of conditioning I think over the next few months <sighs> again no, this is where we catch it before it's like <clears throat> trying to win at yoga Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you want to you want to get yourself to yoga, a I'm going to complete yoga. Yeah, like, yeah, to complete yoga. Yeah. yeah. Here's, here's an interesting one. Is there what would you say is the most difficult pose that you have for had, me had to try and do? Yeah. Okay, so for me, in my body, my left hip is where I hold on to the most tension. Mm-hmm. Emotionally, it's re- it's linked intrinsically to a fear of failing, um, or falling, and I hold on to tension in left piriformis mm-hmm. and left glute med so pigeon on the left side ambered up by being a twisting pigeon towards the foot mm-hmm. and yeah they're, they're like my nemesis that's a nemesis pose for it's me not, is that is that, a, is that a robin screw face no there? no it's it, it's a nemesis pose but it's one i go to because that's that's where you start to work through these layers the thing, yeah, yeah well, you, you've got to use the sequence to get to, to get into that in the right way you can't just you know go cold and just jump straight in a pigeon mm-hmm. go all right what's that today <laughs> yeah. um you've got to work up to it but it, it's it's definitely an area where i am still scraping off these layers and, mm-hmm. and and more stuff coming up and just going back through my story and why i am the way i am and that, that wisdom does come up out of there i guarantee mm-hmm. and it I, you know, a lot of the work that I do, especially in my bodywork practice, I've worked on, I don't know, maybe a hundred, getting on to near a hundred bodies now. 
And there are so many common things, like people hold the same emotions, the same stories in, in specific areas of the body. So yeah, hips are linked to fear and low back I find is linked to rage. And every everyone has a different link and it's not always the same, but in the, in my experience, there's a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a commonality to it right across the spectrum. And I'm kind of creating a map of where all these things really exist mm -hmm. and how to release them. Mm -hmm. And that's how my bodywork practices fascinating. Yeah, really yeah. It's, it's definitely the part of this field that I'm finding the most fascinating at yeah. the moment. What was it for you two? Mm. Most difficult pose? For me, it's pigeon on the left, yeah, left side. side well. Yeah, yeah, okay. That you were... Did any of that resonate the whole like like perfectionist, fear of failure, fear yeah. of a little bit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think definitely perfectionist. Yeah. Um, you hold on to a lot of your attention as well. Do I? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you do, you yeah. Visible striations of his <laughs> yeah. hands on the side. Yeah, yeah, I have like a... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you do, yeah. Mm. I see it. So you, can, you, can you sit... Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. You grip on in the jaw a lot. Because I, I think when in the, when we're in the class, I think like I'm... I know what's happening with me, mm -hmm. if you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I but probably think about, not. Like, it's, think about if you're in the gym... You might think you watch your squat and you think, oh yeah, like that, that was fast out of the hole, like I'm, my back was straight, my hands were high, like all of the cues that you're supposed to have and you watch your back and it's you're flailing mess. your arms around. Like it, It's always the other way around for me. So I always, I finish a rep and I think that was nails yeah. and then it was fine. Mm -hmm. Right. But I imagine it's not, I imagine it's not that way in yoga. I imagine you're like, um, yeah, I got that. I got this. Because I remember, I remember being in pigeon and thinking, I must be pretty near like end range here. Like I yeah. can't go any further. So I came over. And yeah, and Robin came, came over and pushed me further, and I was like, Oh my <laughs> god! And yeah, there's this yeah, weird yeah. feeling of like realizing that you're the reason, like you're preventing yourself from going yeah. further, yeah. and yeah. it's letting. Like letting or releasing that. I find the, the 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 tension is emotional as well because you know I can come over and, and move your body and it moves. It's not physical tension. It's emotional mm. tension. I'm trying to, to, try to think about what's really like pigeons particularly discomfort for me. The the start of the class when you say Robin, can you come it. to a comfortable <laughs> a comfortable cross-legged yeah. position at the front of your mouth. There is none. Yeah. There is there no is comfortable yeah. cross-legged <laughs> position. Yeah. There is a cross-legged position. I think I've changed it to seated position now. Right, I'll okay. be honest, yeah, like my, my nemesis, my nemesis pose for so long in my practice was that. It was sitting with, with crossed legs um, and I would have so much pain in my lower back, my upper back. And it, yeah. Yes. Honestly, awful. That and then is it uh, Twisted Lizard where you've got your hands inside, sort of like a long lunge with your hands to the left of your front leg? Yeah, 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 yeah. And you drop the forearms down. Oh, yes. God. Yeah. That is just... And it gets, gets up in here. Yeah. 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 Is that good, mate? Hip, uh, hip flexors yeah. and adductors. Adductors, yeah. yeah. It is just beyond. Is like, it? Yeah, but it's again when you when you sort of slow. I'll keep an eye out for that. I'll come in. <laughs> that's really about what that's actually. Come, <laughs> that's actually come up from something that me and Johnny have started doing yeah. with Romwad, which is okay. kind of like um, I guess technically yoga for lifters, but it's yeah. not marketed yeah. as yoga. It's just no. mobility yeah. that takes its um, inspiration from yoga. Uh, and one of the the uh, sequences that I did yesterday had that in it, and that was like that was really pretty tough and they sit you in it because it's only maybe a 15 minute sequence so you're in one pose each pose once mm -hmm. on each side mm -hmm. for like it's like a standard well, pose how long were you in straddle for today five minutes oh, oh how, long should you have, how, how long should you have been in it for mm -hmm. uh, it was a fat so they call it straddle but it's Seated straddle sitting or? on your feet basically okay so you start by like you know like kneeling, kneeling on your feet yeah 
but I really struggle with that. Like, I get a lot of pressure in my knees. Mm-hmm. And then from there, you do all the, you know the, that one? Eagle arms. I can't do. Yeah, yeah. So arms, arms, arms are too big. Yeah. Um, <laughs> nothing to do with shoulder flexibility. <laughs> <laughs> you sit, sit like that. Yeah. And then you do it the other side. And then you do. It's actually like that. Like, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> well, that's just what I did, Robin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you do archer. Yeah. And then they, um, they just go, oh, and then just lie back. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, sorry, pardon? Say again, you just lie back. Oh, what, with the arms bound? What? No, no. Just no. Arms, arms by sides, but you're lying, knees, feet are, or shins. Okay, that's for Asana. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just... What, what I've if they like, don't get you there? What I've just described. Really? So yeah. you've been in whatever that seat straddled for a while, and then they say... do Slowly. <laughs> they, they scale it quite heavily. So a lot of the guys that are in the... Yeah. That are in this particular workout are sort of taking it with... Straight arms, almost, mm. vertical, yeah, yeah, yeah. almost vertical, basically. I still wouldn't go. I wouldn't get, recommend anyone goes into full varasana mm. without any warm up to the in in the hips. It's crazy. Yeah. So well, does it? How does how does that feel in your body? You mentioned pressure on the knees. So I the, I get pressure on my knees. It's painful. Even, even just doing that, it is painful. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I wouldn't and like. Yeah. My pain. My pain in this yeah, sitting on your heels is actually my ankles. Okay. My ankle mobility, flexing yeah. my foot straight, yeah. is where my difficulty lies in that. Yeah, yeah, I feel so okay for you. Uh, yeah, feels okay for you, so he's like water, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Bruce Lee. <laughs> so you know the active feet? Yes. That'll sort that out for you. Tibialis, anterior, fibularis. Yeah, that's why we activate toes. Mm-hmm. And there's many reasons why we do, but if you concentrate, activate. One of them. Yeah. But it's what this program is basically trying to do, I think, is mm-hmm. it's just getting people who spend their life lifting weights, mm-hmm. spending time in positions that they would otherwise not normally spend time in. Mm-hmm. And every position they put me in, or that they have told me to put myself in, mm-hmm. has been extremely... It's not It's not challenging. It's not like a standard stretch where mm-hmm. you're like, like ah, for two minutes. Mm-hmm. It's, they, they encourage you to let go and surrender and yeah. relax into it. But it They're is, all great. They are all great poses. I mean, I've got no issue with the it's poses. It's just a progression. I, I would say, yeah, if, 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 you, if you were to come to, to a forest yoga class, the, done a sequence. Yeah, yeah, to prevent injury. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If yeah. you went straight in with cold cold hip flexors and no, the full harassment and you're not used to it, you know, you're going to hurt yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're, you're going to strain or you, or you could tell. It's know? interesting because one of the things that this particular program advises is it says that you're not to do it post-training. They okay. don't want you to do it warm. Ah, they don't want you to be hot and they provide, I haven't read it, well enough for me to be able to recite it mm-hmm. but one of the reasons that they decided was that they wanted to be able to work not only on muscles but on joints as well joints okay. and joints and ligaments now I, I don't understand physiology anywhere near enough to be able to say if there's any truth in it yeah but that was their reason for it that it was only to be used outside of training or before mm-hmm. not directly afterwards mm-hmm. um, and, and the only thing at reference point I would maybe have again I'm, I'm, I'm probably not on a level to comment on it but yeah, in, in yoga, I'll look out for the, cause you can, you can have, you can have people who are too mobile, they go to hyper mobile. Mm-hmm. Um, and if, you, if you're warm, in some of the classes that, yeah. have been, that have been doing that. Yeah. Yeah. There is. Yeah. <laughs> they're just like, their elbows go like, in the, the other yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, can't, I really find it hard looking at I hate seeing like girls that. tumble doing that, you know, when they do yeah. several back handsprings and the elbows are just completely hyper. They're, they're, they're really ones that I watch for cause forest yoga is really designed to keep people out of injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I see anyone who's hypermobile, I'm keeping an eye on them because they'll they'll go 
right to the end of their range of motion without even feeling it the way we all feel it yeah. <laughs> and they, they'll just start grinding joints and they, wow. you know they'll damage themselves so for people like that they need to back away from the stretch you know like let's say i don't know in a in a lunge or in a warrior position yeah if they just dump all the way into the hip joint which they can quite easily do if they go at the end of range of motion they're just crunching the hip joint i would get them to come up and That's use crazy. muscles so they need to build strength not flexibility. to think to think that anyone can do that like I, I think it's it's like a different world. Like watching yeah. watching the guys who are as mobile as yourself doing some of the positions. I I'm, I don't feel I'm really that. Mobile. Well, you, you certainly look it when you do our poses, but like getting into just stuff like um like pigeon or if you've got sort of your mm. leg down and then the other one crossed over the top. Yeah, yeah, um, like knee pile. Yeah, yes. uh, yeah, I've noticed you a knee pile. That, yeah, <laughs> just for me, like because <laughs> people can then fold their legs back down. Yes. And then both of my knees are vertical. It's like I'm sat yeah. with my knees in front of me. How does that make you feel, Chris? It makes, me, it makes me feel quite silly. <laughs> <laughs> we need to work on that. Yeah. It's a, it's a spectrum between strength and mobility, isn't it? Or, or oh, stability. And it is, yeah. And then you've got to, yeah, yeah. There's no, like, definitely don't go at the end of your range of motion if you're hypermobile and build, so, concentrate coming out and building strength. Yeah, well, uh, so Johnny and I always joke about the um, the standard sort of loose um, Ugg boot wearing girl that's internally rotated yeah. because of the Ugg boots and the, the heels are sliding out to the side and mm-hmm. they're running with the, the feet swinging out yeah. naturally and um, they've got sort of the valgus knee and yeah. just, just generally really kind of gangly. Um, like going around their ankle, coming in on yeah. the hip shift. See, like you've done for anyone like that standing pose series is great. You know when we do like the 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 one where one leg balances like half moon vertical splits that sort of thing. They're really good for building strength in in a balancing pose for someone who's hypermobile. What's vertical splits? So I would get you to be straight on the front leg, lift the back oh, leg, back up. half moon you open the pelvis up towards the ceiling. So I and find vertical those splits ones really hard. Do you? That okay. and warrior. From a balance perspective, or? just all over. So that's when you're on one, le- you're on one leg and you yeah. rotate like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You open up towards the ceiling. Yeah. That's used a lot in your hip, just completely. Does it? See, that for me, that for me actually feels quite, quite enjoyable. I quite like some that of the, one, yeah. some of the, some of the inverted poses feel nice. The chest opener on the wall yeah. feels quite nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of that. That stuff. one's great for anyone who sits at an office at a desk or drives. It's yeah. really, really good. Yeah, it's a good one. I yeah. find dolphin nails. Fine. <laughs> pigeon pose. Pigeon pose. Think now. about how far your elbows are from your feet. <laughs> you from one it's, side of the room to the other. That's not. That's the not what's longest. hard. What's yeah, hard exactly. is is this holding holding it like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When you then say to try and rotate your elbows. Yeah, wrap the shoulders. Yeah, right. yeah, that is when it really turns it on. I go. Yeah. Oh. When your chest kicks in, your oh. serratus anterior yeah. kicks in. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, really tough. And that's that, you know, kicking in with serratus anterior, that's your gateway to inversions, arm balances and all the rest of it. Yeah. Yeah, they're good muscle groups. It's, it's, been, it's been quite a humbling experience, I think, for me, doing so many new things this year, doing, starting CrossFit, starting yoga, starting meditation properly. Uh, but there's a, a, a quite a enjoyable experience of being a beginner or something. Yeah. And I, I've, I think that all of them are progressing uh, slowly, but all of them are progressing um, uh, together. Which is quite nice. It is really, yeah. really good. I think as a, a 29-year-old adult, it's quite rare that you actually do anything that's new. You don't yeah. do stuff that you're new at um, a whole lot. And I'm finding quite a, um, quite a high level, a much higher level of enjoyment at being a beginner at something than mastery at something. I yes. love your attitude towards it because you just dive in both feet to any of these new things. And you're like, right, I'm just going <laughs> to... I did that with yoga. I was that sort of mindset too. Eventually, you just you, you, you ease off the pace. 
Yeah. Because you can't chase it too much. Yeah. And you can beat yourself up and compare yourself. Chris, look, Chris, look at Yeah. Honestly, yeah, give him six months. He'll be the first night to love you. Get your back out. That's it. Honestly, it's we should go on one of these. In, intense I, retreats honestly do it like it's like go in there and 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 be prepared some, no like <laughs> honestly it it's a wild experience yeah like i don't know how to say it without scaring you guys no, just, no. just go and do it yeah. and just walk in the door and put all your resistance to one side and really go through it and experience it and it's transformation i'd like you to try and scare us scare you yeah well don't be afraid of scaring us i think we're all ready to be especially you sir i imagine this is <laughs> This is like playing the soft play for him. Yeah. 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 Ready to cry and everything. Yeah. When you say when you say transformational, psychologically as a as a a body, psychologically as a person, Mm. emotionally, spiritually. He's just crying already. Mm. Yeah. Honestly, it's all encompassing and it's beautiful. Like it opens your life up in so many ways. That's my experience and story with it. I see it in a lot of other people as well as 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 other people I'm going on this journey alongside. This is one of the limitations of um, the Cartesian model of, of medicine, approaching the body and mind as separate entities. Mm. And that's just for categorization purposes, but really it is one unit and it's so yeah. interconnected. So if I work, you know, I do a lot of work with trauma survivors and the trauma survivors may have had cognitive therapy with a therapist and they can go and talk about the experience and they can relive it in their mind. But depending on the type of trauma, you, if, you, if, you, if you can find the area in the body that that trauma is related to and you can be in there, you know, releasing those muscles while they're also going through a bit of cognitive therapy as well. Not that I'm saying anyone in this field, some people are trained psychotherapists and they'll be able to hold space really well. Anyone who isn't doesn't want to be digging around, pretending to be a, a, a psychotherapist by any stretch. But you can just hold space for it, you know. You can connect with that person and breathe with them and make them feel held. You don't need to be, you don't need to have a, an academic qualification to do that. You just got to be able to do that and connect with them. If you can get into that area and be really present for that person, it creates a safe environment for something deeper than could maybe go on just in in, in, in an environment where it's a therapist and, a, and a, You're facilitating and a, their own process. Yeah, yeah, totally. And again, we get back to that organic rate of release as well. Never pushing it too far, and letting the healing comes from within now. You know, all all you're doing is just facilitating it. See, this is what I find so fascinating that it's it's healing, and the fact that you're getting these very kind of practical insights by the sound of it. You know, mm. about authenticity and polarizing people, and that they're just coming about from the practice in itself. Yeah, it, it, yeah. I mean. It, on a basic level, you can look at it and go, okay, we're just standing in static stretches with a bit of flow and then a bit of breathing, but it, it unlocks. The practice of that, it, it, it doesn't hold the answers to all of these other things we're talking about. It just unlocks your own ability to start moving through these areas of your life in a different way. You know, it's strange that something that's so tacit and real is linked in with something that's so difficult to define and mm-hmm. so hard <coughs> to actually be able so to... It has to be experienced. Can't mm. be yeah, which is, why, which is why I think most of us except for you Robin have mm-hmm. actually bumbled around the podcast trying to say what we, what we mean <laughs> when we feel the poses because there isn't the words for it there isn't the, the tune fog analogy and the coming out of the nightclub and all this sort of stuff it, it's us trying to articulate what we mean yeah. but there isn't really an articulation of what you well, mean I mean, because we, it's very, and the thing is it's very personal as well, well on Johnny's experience yeah. to my experience to, to we talked about the physiological mechanisms in the last 
uh, podcast, mm-hmm. and it, it's great to know that there is a there, there is an observable change in the physiological parameters. Are you but, saying that because you know this is part two? Mm. Uh, no, but I oh Which, no, what I, you mean as by the, last... the the one that we had with with Chris. Oh yeah, right, before, I see. I thought yeah. you were very high level for a second. Sorry. <laughs> Back last week and oh, we've one. crossed the <laughs> This is now part two. You guys are so professional. Yusuf, are we going to do some would you rather's? Oh, uh, yeah. Shit. Okay. Robin, would you rather have sex with everybody or nobody? Everybody. It's <laughs> <laughs> the, the fastest answer we've ever is, had. Mate, when I talk about transformation, it's the right answer. Get, 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 get ready. Get ready. I'm ready. What was the other one this morning? Would, would you rather have an erection all the time or none of the time? Oh God. None of the time. <laughs> you wouldn't. You wouldn't be able to do that one where you lie on your front. And... <laughs> I would say, yeah. I'd, if it was all the time and none of the time, I'd say none of the time. Sometimes bodywork, like if, it went, if you go on this 10-day bodywork training, it really blurs the lines between gender, sexual orientation, or it gets very fluid. Bloody it gets yeah. very fluid. So Johnny wanted scary. I think, I think, both, I think both Johnny and Yusuf are going to need to get permission from their girlfriends to go <laughs> Like, yeah, seriously, when, you know, you, you start learning how to, how to hold people and, and just work with, you see everyone is just a human body in front of you and you, you just want to connect with them. And yeah, you, you find your being own boundaries being, and being, barriers go being very at, fluid. Being at full chat could... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> could be a little bit restrictive to a just looking chat. at full <laughs> chat in what respect <laughs> you know, oh yeah so totally, yeah if you're totally, a body worker yeah totally if you're a body erect, worker you're yeah. like having an erection all the time it's probably going to lose you a few pounds there's going to be a barrier yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that is just the best term full <laughs> chat <laughs> you also made like a fist before <laughs> <laughs> Especially those forearms as well. Yeah. Yeah. If only. So hold on. What do you mean when you say mm. barrier? Are you just? Is it just a sex? Okay. Fest yeah. So like, days? it's a sex fest. Well, well yeah. It's, you've got to ask these questions, haven't you? I don't no, know. No. No. I think it's 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 bringing the different types of touch. Johnny, I think you've really misinterpreted. What we're so I don't know if he has. Yeah. No. Sign me up. Yeah. <laughs> There is definitely when when you're working with a body and, and you, you you're looking for that body to open up and you're looking for people to let go of their grip and and you've kind of got to get the we, we use a type of technique called the caress and you're looking to just bombard the parasympathetic nervous system with loads of different types of feeling and touch that it can't keep up and it just gives up and the body opens and that's when you can go in and do the deep work so with the caress when i teach all right i've even taught people how to do it I would say, you know, one one minute you it's like you're craving a baby. That's how you you're holding them and touching them. The next minute it's like, you know, you're running your hands over them like like you would with a lover. Then you go into how you would I don't know, hug a friend or whatever, and you you're just bombarding them and your hands are moving everywhere and you keep them guessing. This is where it gets really fluid. And you can bring sensuality into your massage. Obviously there's ethics and there's very strict ethics that you hold yourself up to and, and you don't cross those boundaries. But then you find as a person yourself yeah. that all of a sudden you do, you just start seeing people as people. Yes. And we do a lot of stuff in the yoga practice about opening your heart up. And you do. This is where it starts transforming relationships. Mm-hmm. And the relevant of the face. Yeah, irrelevant of yeah the completely, yeah. completely. You learn to just really see people as people and yeah. love people as people. Yeah. And yeah, it's, 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 there's a whole time. journey to this. <laughs> Johnny looks just, like he's ready to go on it. I'm just, I just, I'm, every time 
Yeah. I'm going to be in a yoga class and think of Chris saying full chat. I'm going to find it really difficult. There's a book called The Way of the Superior Man by David Dada, mm-hmm. and he talks about um, the masculine and feminine in humans rather than male and female people, but <clears throat> the masculine and feminine energies and the different characteristics yeah. of that and how when you embody certain ones, that generates sexual polarity with people who have the, the, the counterpart energy to that mm-hmm. and that it's not necessarily tied to gender and talks about the different dynamics in um, straight and gay relationships and everything and how how that creates the polarity and how you can have people who are relatively neutrally balanced yeah. and they don't have much sexual energy in their relationship but it's very functional and it's on it's all on that level yeah or or vice versa they may they may not have a functional relationship at all but they're extremely sexually charged yeah because of the way that they the way that they fit together yeah mm. yeah 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 it's it's just different types of energy sexual energy comes into it sensual energy comes into it compassion comes into it love really open your heart someone comes into it you, honestly when you get your hands on people and you start connecting to people this way and it, this is where body work you it's can not maybe I'm used to, I, I, you I'm maybe not getting a hint that yeah body work is different from massage Absolutely. it is not massage it's not I like look here's like, hand technique I, I just see a body on a table that has tissues that need Need, yeah, and it's, it's very, it is very mechanical. It's, yeah, I, I joke about surgery. Sonna, but, what you do? <laughs> what you do yeah, you do. I mean, yeah. the difference now if I go to get a massage and, and the practitioner isn't breathing with me, immediately I'm not connected to it. Immediately I can't go deeper into what I'm trying to experience with it, and it becomes very superficial. And yeah, this is this, and this is where you can kind of see now how yoga and body work kind of melt into each other. Yeah, there's there's very yeah there's there's common there's common parts of each that are intrinsic to each and they just they weave together really beautifully yeah it's so consistent that you learn something like the tiniest piece about like a world and you realize like fuck this is like massive like it's a wealth of of information oh yeah it really it really is like, and this I, the other thing I we have, thought was just an exercise class. Yeah, like, and even as a teacher, just how deep is it? Yeah. Even as a teacher, you know, there's 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 a, there's a closed group on Facebook for forest yoga teachers. You know, there's, there's thousands all over the world. So you've got people with experience from all over the world who, usually with yoga teachers as well, they've maybe trained. You know, some of them could be they, they could be surgeons, they could be psychotherapists, they all sorts of different ranges of experience across the world. And we can as teachers, we can tap into that. And, and, and we can ask questions about our students who show up that we haven't got the experience or knowledge about. And, and that information is there, that field is there to tap into. And we can get real good quality information and bring that straight back to class for those students. And that's, yeah, I don't, that whole community and network side of it, I don't know how prevalent that is in other styles of yoga, but it is something we really use in forest yoga. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, Yusuf. Have we got some good wood? Yeah, so just to wrap things up, Robin, mm. um, would you rather pull your pant- your internal and external pants uh, down uh, in a highly populated shopping centre and walk around for 30 seconds or fart loudly at the next job interview you attend to the point that you soil yourself? <laughs> <laughs> I've, got, I've got way more resistance around farting than I do around being naked, so I could quite happily be really? naked in a shopping centre. I think it's the... The it's legal the ramification. Shitting yourself bit. That yeah. It's just, just a mess, isn't it? There's no way to apologise oh. for that, really. Because <laughs> it would have seemed deliberate as well. You, There's you, a good friend of mine who's <laughs> a, a forest yoga teacher in Berlin called <laughs> Tom, <laughs> Tom Barber, and... and yeah, he, he's he's done a lot of work with within Forest Yoga and, and applying sequencing to, to his own personal practice and working on, you know, releasing tension in the internal sphincter 
going into that level. And yeah, I could probably do Risk that it. workshop what? to be fair. Uh, <laughs> if I'm honest, at least 30% of every yoga class is me focusing on not far. <laughs> Let it go, Chris. It's just what well, I, I, I will. Yeah. I'm prepared to if I'm in a highly densely populated area of the room. Yeah. Because I can blame it on someone yeah. else. So, but if I'm if I'm at the front on my own, front right on my yeah. own, like it wasn't anyone else. Yeah, it wasn't yeah, a creaky yeah. door. It was just <laughs> that was crazy. It was it was it was my my, my, full my poo hole and full <laughs> chat. <laughs> so on that note, Chris, would you rather stink for the rest of your life, but nobody knows who the person is, is, or smell great for the rest of your life, but everyone you meet tries to smell you? Tries to smell me. Do they succeed? Well, I guess if you let them, they're always like, and you can, you can well, dodge it. But. Yeah, but I mean, think here, let's 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 take this to nth degree. Um, if you then took up a career as a rugby player or an NFL player, mm, it's a problem. You would be no, you would be practicing at all times, palming people off, handing handing. You'd people also off. be a great distraction for one of your teammates to score a try. Yeah, he's like, oh, what's that? Is that apple pie? Oh. And your then teammates <laughs> someone, someone's yeah. gone past. You'd have to I get your teammates to clip their noses. Would, do, you smell, do you smell the bad smell? Or does just everyone else? That's a good point. I suppose you become immune to your own smell, don't you? But you, you, you I only for the time. You have it. You go. You go. You go. You you dump. You dump in the toilet. You leave. Then you walk back past the toilet. Twenty minutes later, you go. Fuck that felt that place. Yeah. Like I had a really bad experience today in the gym. I was doing CrossFit. I was. I wasn't doing CrossFit. Let that let that be made perfectly clear. I was not doing CrossFit. I had chalk across the front of me. Mm. So it's front squatting CrossFit. And I thought, I was starting to smell, and I, I, you know how you go like, like that, like, mm, smell a bit bad. And as I did that, I Put just got, I just got a full nose full of chalk. Oh no. And it comes down in your mouth and you're like, oh God. And Jordan was teaching it's a class. designed to dry you out as well. Yeah. So just... And I was like, I can't, if I start like coughing and spluttering, everyone's going to look over. So I'm like, and you're doing CrossFit. I'm doing CrossFit. I don't need to see. Well, you had it. This, I didn't realise that bit, but I knew that you had it on your face. Because, oh, did I? because you came up to me after saying that I hadn't made depth during my warm up, and I had chalk on my face. And you had chalk on your face, and I thought, "You talk, I'm going to leave that there." <laughs> like, I was going to tell you. I thought you, you were going to come over and say you didn't make depth first. So. I don't. That's true. Did clean? Did hand clean hundred kilos? You did. Good. Mm. So, Robin, thank you very much. Yeah, for yeah, thank you. Cheers, man. That was you got... Did I do better than the uh, the guy who talked about? Oh my god! Oh no! Let's give the game away now. <laughs> so, have you um, have you got any closing thoughts for people to for our listeners to try out and to? Yeah. Okay. So we talk about yoga a lot and body work, and there's all these other tools and mechanisms, but really, it's about your own personal journey and transformation deal with that go in with that intent at the top level and find a practice that works for you whatever it is and just start going on this journey and chucking all the rule books out the window and yeah i said something the other day on social media and it was along the lines of stop doing what you think you should be doing and do what feels good and life can be so fucking exciting when you really embody that and go for it and yeah, go out there, do that and find whatever practice, whatever whatever tools you need to get you there, do it and just start enjoying life, really loving each other. That's what, yeah, that's what I would encourage everyone to do. Lovely awesome. closing Thank thoughts. You yeah. 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 Good. yeah, the world needs it. So that's <laughs> it for the Propane Fitness Podcast interview with Robin Ramage. Um, how can we find out more about you as well? Okay, I have a website called intuitbodywork.com 
I'm on Facebook is Robin Ramage and is Intuit Bodywork and Forest Yoga. Uh, I'm doing monthly workshops where I'm teaching at a gateway or an intro to yoga bodywork and I teach weekly at yoga therapies and I'm hoping to travel a lot this, this year so keep an eye out for any workshops maybe in London or elsewhere in Europe or wherever. Robin on tour. Yeah. Robin on tour. Robin's if- going on tour. <laughs> and if you're in Newcastle come see me, Yusuf and Chris struggle and me hold loads of tension in my jaw <laughs> and Chris have problems with his ankles Yeah, and you try not being to fart. really yeah, competent at it and it. being really humble about the fact that you're really competent <laughs> at it. <laughs> Is it? Yeah, yeah, that's my, that's my okay, We'll post a link to that Thank you in the show notes. Okay. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Honestly, it's been a blast. Awesome. Yeah. It's been good. Yeah, 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 it's been good. Thank you.